So we're going to start our culture, pop culture section of the podcast right now. Um, starting with, um, are we giving Hollywood too much credit for their um, attempts to include LGBT characters in films? Yeah, so you, you sent Olivia and I an article about this. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, let's get into it. So the article um, from BuzzFeed, out of all places, came <laughs> around last week that's, um, that's titled, Hollywood is getting outsized credit for seriously small moments of LGBT inclusivity. Yes. And basically what the article is talking about is that um, from Power Rangers, um, Beauty and Beast, and Star Trek beyond that um all these articles that came before the films were released that they were really congratulatory over um having characters like lgbt characters in these big movies and when when we when people finally saw them it turns out to be like very small Mm -hmm. like moments in films that would be shrugged off if if people wouldn't have said anything in the first place so right um and and it's funny because recently there's been a wave of these films like they talked about power rangers and it was like beauty beast first and then Mm -hmm. a week later power Mm -hmm. rangers yeah the funny thing is like um when i think the hollywood reporter was talking about beauty and beast there was like oh it's um disney's first exclusively gay moment as if it's like oh like a a, what do you call it like uh oh oh a thing that like rarely occurs and this is like their right. first exclusive oh, right, moment right, you right. know and um there was like a funny satire article that says pug and live action pocahontas remake <laughs> to have disney's <laughs> first exclusively bisexual <laughs> moment yes like, which perfectly encapsulates like what right. um journalists are like writing their headlines to like you know push for this positive message but mm-hmm. it's basically just very Right, and, reality, at the, yes. but, and at yeah. the same time, it's like a part of that clickbait culture. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what? And you want to, it like, it, it already frames the conversation with that headline. Yeah. Even though, like, if you're really to sit down and think about Disney, I'm like, uh, there's probably yeah. some gay characters in Disney films yeah. if you really think about it. And um, even I, yes. I found myself, like, swept up in these, like, headlines. It's like, oh, my God, this is amazing for, like, uh-huh. the LGBT community. Like, um, but then, Yeah. So I've been like a, a victim, not a victim, but I fell for these right. headlines. And like, then you yeah. sort of have a moment of realization and you're like, oh, hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Alifi, what do you think? So, so um, Dylan Marin on Seriously TV actually released like a video essay thing called Disney's Been Gay for a Very Long Time <laughs> as, a response to peop- as a response to like theaters banning movies like Power Rangers and Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And so I highly like... Dylan Marin's stuff is all really great. Um, he is. Like, so yeah. you guys should go. He's the guy who made um, people of Col- like people of color in movies. So basically, he took major motion pictures, like really popular movies, and cut together all of the speaking parts of people of color in the movies. Oh. And it was really, really like those are the videos that are like five, six seconds long. And it really makes you realize how like these movies you love are not super inclusive. Yeah. Um, he's the one who started that. That's and awesome. he's just been doing great stuff on the internet since, yeah. but yeah. he, he made a video about that. Also the Disney Renaissance that a lot of these live action movies are kind of 
getting made from. So your Cinderella's, your Beauty and the Beast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was a gay man who like basically started the Disney Renaissance. Mm. A gay Jewish man, I believe. He mm. started the Disney Renaissance and then gave Disney the formula for recreating that success, basically. Mm. So that history is also like, especially when you think about Beauty and the Beast and you think about those things, it's really it's really interesting to kind of know a little bit of the history behind it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I really, so I, I don't I don't know if that makes I don't like I don't again out of so out of my lane here, but <laughs> I know for me it's just a little bit like this isn't even the least you could do. This is this is literally I feel like this is like when I think just generally when you see a part of yourself represented when you usually don't, the original inclination is like, oh, this is so great. Like, oh, I can finally <laughs> see myself. And then when you start like really looking at it, it's like, oh, they're just like literally asking me to be happy about scraps. Ex- yeah, pretty much. It, yes. <laughs> so my initial reaction to the whole thing, I'm like, this is, it's a, it's a two prong problem. And like with Stanley, when I first saw these headlines and these stories, I was like all swept up in it. I was like, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. You even shared some with me. And I yeah. was like, yes, this is <laughs> fucking fantastic. I was really swept up in the Power Rangers one. I was really yes. excited about Abs- the Power Rangers one. Absolutely. Like the Beauty and the Beast one, I was like, really, they're going to make the villain like yeah. that just seems a little that's just that just seems like really icky to me but i was i was very excited about the power rangers one and then i thought about it a little bit more and i was like mm, yeah i don't i don't know so uh, to me like uh, you know it, it, for one one thing it's like you know um uh, hollywood has a long history of throwing scr- these tiny scraps and making a big deal out of it mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time it is our you know uh, uh, Right now, we live in this, like, fucking polarized world. So whenever we have, like, one inkling of semi-decent news, we like to build it up super quick and make it a big fucking deal. And that combined with fucking Disney's evil powers and Disney (laughs) uh, fucking, like, milking this, it just, like, was a perfect storm. And people are just, like, forgetting. A lot of people, because, you know, a lot of people who are coming in, don't think about it that yeah, way and don't think don't. about it critically. So they're just like, yeah, this is awesome. This is cool. And, you know, it's like Hail Corporate. It's like Disney's awesome and I love Disney now. You know, it's like brainwashing a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yay, it, capitalism. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much is what I'm getting at. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. But, yeah, um, I wouldn't say that Disney's the one who's like. Right, doing, right. Like yes. it's the the media who, that, are, mm-hmm. that is like overblowing this out of proportion right yes disney but, but disney's right. riding probably on the yes, waves of exactly of all yeah this. i was yeah. about to say it's not like disney's not taking credit either yeah, right? right they're like oh ho, ho, look at how this is gonna boost our sales yeah disney's <laughs> like hold up media actually we could have done a better job you know <laughs> yeah like disney's not gonna go do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even like the director of beating beast bill condon who is gay in real life um he says like this whole controversy over lefou being gay is overblown and that it's just like r- really small moment in the film, and it is. And I didn't even notice. Like in, towards the end, apparently he dances with uh, another guy, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that because he, the guy dresses like a girl, so I just assumed that he was dancing with the girl at the end of the movie. So, I see. Even I didn't mm. even know. I didn't even catch that. So it was so small that so subtle. Yeah, uh, I yeah. feel like this really harkens back to like 
when J.K. Rowling confirmed that Albus Dumbledore was gay, it was like, okay, great, but <laughs> you could have like, did you? There was seven. There were seven books. You didn't yes. feel like it was necessary to to mention it in any of them. Yes. <laughs> any of them. Yes. That's you couldn't. So you couldn't actually like. You couldn't actually make it canon. Like you couldn't do that. You just decided to put it on Twitter. It's like a, a footnote after the fact. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just. It seems like a minimal effort type of thing. Yes, and I feel like we're on that wave of minimal effort, and like we're barely getting to that point where we have some filmmakers who will, or an artist who will actually go deep into that lane and actually, like Moonlight, make a whole film about a gay man. You know, it's very hard for filmmakers. I was about to say, but I was about to say that, like after Moonlight, I I feel like after movies like Moonlight and after movies like Bend It Like Beckham for me. I'm just kind of like, I don't want scraps. I want the whole damn movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it, it can be so damn good. Yeah. You know, there's no reason it can't. And the thing. Also, I saw I saw a thing that um, I thought was really interesting, where someone someone on Twitter was just like, if they were gonna make two characters gay, why didn't they make um, the clock and the Lumiere gay? Exactly. That would have been perfect. <laughs> That's good. Like That's they're good. actual, they're actual important players in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like major, think, more major supporting. Yeah. Movies, so. Yeah. I and, feel like it's a. I feel like it's the same thing where um, I think maybe it's. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's Mrs. Potts and uh, the teacup. Mm-hmm. When they turn back to human, they're people of color, and there there are some people of color in like the mansion or whatever who were objects. It's just like okay, but it, <laughs> but she was a tea kettle the entire time. Like yeah, you, yeah. you do you still not see the problem here? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would say so. That, it's just one of those things. It's yeah. like minimal effort was put forth. Yeah. Yeah. minimal. Yeah, and Hollywood um, is in a unique position because they're ha- they're having to balance the. American audiences want like pushing for more progressive roles, right, in films. But they're also needing to make a film that would be acceptable to a uh, international audience because that's where they also make most of their money from, like in places like Russia and mm-hmm. um, what's that uh, another country band or was potentially wanting to cut um, a few minutes from Beauty and Beast and Power Rangers because of their, uh, their gay right. characters and. Like, they have to balance, yeah, what should they do? Include more progressive roles, or that can potentially harm their profits? Or Right. Well, it, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I, especially for, like, Chinese markets. I know Chinese markets is, like, the biggest reason exactly. why a lot of movies do things, because behind America, China is their biggest international market. Right, yeah. Yes, yes, but also at the same time, you know, I, I feel, and it's definitely different because... Uh, when it comes to movies and, and film filmmaking, it deals a lot with culture and the way it translates to different cultures. Mm-hmm. But there's companies out there that are, you know, or, or at least at some point in their uh, 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 lifespan were mavericks who just forced a thing to happen. You know, I'm thinking like early Apple just forced the thing to happen, even though it was uncomfortable for so many people. I don't know how a, a studio like a Hollywood studio could go about that. But at the same time, I'm like, why not? I want to see a Hollywood studio fucking like take that risk. 
fucking just say, no, we're going to do this and see how it works out. And yeah. you get success stories like Moonlight. You get success stories like Fast and the Furious. Remember when everyone was like, no one's going to watch a fucking movie with uh, a pro- like the whole cast, people of color. Uh, yeah, they did. It's the <laughs> highest like selling franchise ever. Mm-hmm. Like, guess what? It can work. So uh, part of it's like, yes, I get it. But also... I want these studios to take risks, and they should. Yeah, and get out too. Like yeah, get stars out. that have no name, like no star power, mm-hmm. making so much money, and is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. In so American I feel culture. like they need to do the. Um, Hidden the figures too. Suzuki method, where <laughs> when the American studios send their films overseas, they also send a sword that just says "no cuts." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, just like, just turn it back on them. Disney yes. does to the internet to international distributors what Thank a you. Japanese studio did to them. Yeah. yeah, Disney. Let's see how evil and awesome you can like use that evil for good. Yeah. Like, let's see you fucking muscle your way. Uh, Do something the- <laughs> good for once in your life. Yes. Um, alrighty. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Hollywood should. Fix, more, yeah, fix your shit. Fix your yeah, shit. That should be a recurring girls. segment in our podcast. Hollywood, fix your fix shit. Your shit. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, I start I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take over a little bit for right now. This is one thing that uh, uh, I, was a huge cultural moment that happened the night we recorded our last episode, so we didn't get to talk about it, and I was kind of annoyed. Edgar and I texted <laughs> each other at the same time about it. <laughs> yes, we were like, God damn it. Uh, uh, so Kendrick Lamar, of course, uh, from To Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City, um, uh, very influential. Greatest rap greatest yes. of all time <laughs> one of, question one, mark one of the one of the most influential rappers of modern times had uh pretty much he wiped his instagram he posted this very cryptic image with the roman numerals four and people are like what what does this mean later on that night uh like at 11 at night which i was so annoyed i was like god damn it kendrick why would you release this as i'm about to go to bed he released uh his latest uh, uh single in the heart part series so he released the heart part four um, and at the end of it, he announces something, most people assume an album, for April 7th. Um, this was a huge cultural moment uh, on Twitter. It was like people were just exploding. We had uh, Stanley and I are part so of a group chat. So many shots were fired. Oh, no. <laughs> Stanley and I are part of a group chat, and the whole thing was just filled with us talking about uh, good, uh, uh, not Good Kid Mad City, but the hard part for. Um, and Olivia and I were texting about it, and it just like, I was it, I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, this ruined my night because now I'm going to wake up late and it's going to like fuck up my whole day tomorrow. But guess what? I was happy about Edgar it. I was so <laughs> mad about it. I was like, oh, now I have to go listen to this again. But then I have to go listen to this 10 more times before I go to bed. I'm going to have to get up so late. (laughs) Yes. So uh, I listened to it. I loved it. I have a lot to say about it. Of course, y'all already know I have another podcast that deals with hip hop. You can listen to me talk about the track there. Uh, So I won't get into... It's called The Craft, you guys. Yes. I won't get into those details uh, here, but I just want to talk about the cultural significance of this. And I also want to talk about... This is just petty, but I also want to talk about him releasing this, um, like this, not even a a week into uh, more life's life. Lifespan and like the drama oh that people are. It's amazing. Are... <laughs> the... I love it. Yes. So, Olivia, you're a Kendrick fan, so I'm going to throw it to you real quick. What was your sort of initial reaction to the song? My initial reaction A, I loved it. 
And B, I was kind of sad that it wasn't another Beyonce collaboration because of the four. <laughs> yes, a lot of people thought it was going to be something to do yeah, with Beyonce. Yeah, I know. I was, a little, I was a little sad Beyonce wasn't in there, but that's okay. I honestly, I loved it. When the beat drops, my heart just like started beating faster. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Like when yeah. the beat changes, I was like, oh, yeah, he goes super saiyan. He goes super and saiyan. He goes super saiyan. <laughs> it's over 9000. Like, oh, my oh, yeah. God. Uh, so uh, Kendrick, uh, uh, he talks about a lot of things on this track. Um, uh, Stanley, have you heard the track? I do not know anything. Okay, it's okay. Well, I, we will about. tell you about it. We will tell you about it. Uh, but so Kendrick covers a lot of like a lot of ground here. But the thing that a lot of people were uh, just sort of gravitating to is this is a Kendrick coming back after Trump has been elected, mm. and he straight up calls out Trump on this track. He says Trump's a chump. Uh, uh, Russ is going to have to hit a reset button. I mean, like, shots fired. This is a very fiery so Kendrick. Shots. Yes, this is a very fiery This track Kendrick. had so many shots fired. It's Ooh. just like, like, it's, <laughs> like, there were so many shots fired that it's kind of like, man, was the Donald Trump shot the biggest shot fired? Or mm. was it that other one? Like, <laughs> when, when, he, when the Donald Trump shot isn't the biggest shot fired in your song, that's when you know you've just attacked everyone. Pretty much. I mean, he even says, he says the whole industry's going to be on ice packs like after his, uh, whatever's coming the seventh. We all assume it's an album, but it could be a next single. Like, we have no idea. Um, I'm hoping it's an album. Uh, but yeah, he, the other thing I want to talk about before we move on is uh, the petty nature between releasing this, uh, well, between him and Drake. How do you, uh, Olivia, how do you feel about this? We, we have complicated <laughs> feelings about Drake and everyone's like, what the fuck? Kendrick literally dropped a song that like switched the conversation to him <laughs> in the middle of Drake season. And it was just like so glorious and hilarious. This is the type of drama I love. <laughs> I, know. I think, like, I love how petty it is. Yes. I love how he, like, I mean, I know he was talking about Big Sean, but I love how he makes the effort in the song where he's just like, nah, dude, okay, dot, we cool, we cool. So, Drake, like, Drake can't even, like, respond mm. now. Mm. No, no. Uh, <laughs> like, Drake's already been destroyed before he even makes I a know. response. My, like, my advice to Drake is, like, don't respond because you are only gonna lose. Like, oh no, no Kendrick no. Lamar is the I, greatest rapper right know, now. Do I don't not... know what Big Sean's gonna do because he hits Big Sean pretty hard. In this Big Sean's track. done. Big Sean cannot say anything. No one can respond to Kendrick. Like it's just done. You do not respond back to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm... he he did claim goat status. <laughs> he so. does, which is also interesting. Is uh, Kendrick is normally been very cagey about just going after the throne. You know, the 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 idea of the throne, obviously. Uh, started by uh, Kanye West and Jay-Z, the idea of the throne. And a lot of people are like, who has the throne now after, you know, those guys are done? And it's really been, the, the narrative is really Drake or Kendrick. And Drake gets the numbers, but Kendrick is God-level rapper. So it's like, it's been a fun sort of battle. But here, Kendrick's like, no, 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 no more talking. I have it. So just so you know, I have it, which was kind of I mean, hilarious. I think... I think that was just solidified by the <laughs> fact that he dropped the track yes. right oh. on the heels of no, more life. He was just like, 
nah. <laughs> so petty. All my my favorite meme was like Kendrick, like or not Kendrick Drake making this like really sour face in his car, and it's like the face you make when Kendrick drops a track in the middle of your uh, season. It was so funny. Um, okay, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But uh, I'm I'm just excited that we're gonna finally get a Kendrick Lamar album to hopefully address Trump and just life. Uh, after uh, Trump's election. Olivia, are you hyped up for his album? I always want more music from Kendrick. Like, it's never not good. Yes. We got to talk about it. Uh, I've been listening to the single after. Yeah, I was going to say, say, we're going to get Stanley uh, on the Kendrick train. Uh, Edgar's going to (laughs) force... Edgar's going to be that weird boyfriend who makes you watch his favorite movie and then watches you watch. Watch it? Uh, so what do you think? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, um, so uh, Warner Brothers released, um, is it the first trailer for? This is the first official yeah, trailer. Yeah, first official trailer to Justice League. Ooh. Yawn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, does it have a colon? Is it like Justice League colon something? Dawn of I Justice or some no shit? Idea, I don't know. Actually, uh, <laughs> I really don't know. And they, they're taking a playbook from their other film, Suicide Squad. Just basically the trailer for Justice League is a copy yes. of um, Suicide Squad, introducing all the members of the team yeah. with this fun pop song in the in the background. The Beatles um, come together, right? Come together. Um, and uh, uh, Hardest to Button. The by Marvel the strategy. Yes. Get a cool rock and roll song. Introduce everyone with cool shots and like yeah. make everyone love with, the with team. With funny one-liners. Yes. Because, you know, we're not trying to be too serious. <laughs> it, yeah. It is... Uh, well, stay, uh, um, I'm going to let you all handle this because it's. I have a lot of well, feelings I about think, this. I, I think I've become really cynical and like <laughs> that trailer did absolutely nothing for me. Ooh. Like all the, like, the funny bits and like, I don't care. This is just like Suicide Squad again, Ooh. like part two. It, it, I even like yawn uh, yeah <laughs> yes Ooh. and the dark colors like it's so like mm, no, dark no like it's not colorful at all oh so my thing with this is so uh, I, I i do want to say i love love batman he is my favorite comic book character and i love the justice league and i love dc way more than i love marvel but their movies have been complete and utter garbage yeah. compared to Marvel. Maybe because they keep hiring the same shitty directors exactly. yes. and to all, make these movies. 100%. In my heart of heart, I know the primary reason these are such garbage is Zack, Zack Snyder. Snyder. I'm sorry. It's so true, though. He just ruins everything he touches. Like It just turns to complete shit. Yeah. And he keeps ruining all my favorite comic books. <laughs> Has like, he made what? a good movie? Has uh, Zack Snyder made a quality movie? 300? No! Not 300? even 300! No. no. Like that doesn't count. No, it does not Watchmen? count. Watchmen? No! That's the that's my least favorite of his. I like Watchmen. <laughs> Ooh, what's the one with... Uh, what Sucker was Punch? Sucker Punch. Oh my god, that movie is trash. <laughs> Complete garbage. Um, no. Dawn of the Dead. He made. I was going to say, Dawn of the Dead might be his only like semi-decent movie. This was before like he went on to direct yes. things. But yeah. Yes. But, uh, it, I'm just not into his whole aesthetic. Yeah. And yeah. DC's already dark, and then you add Zack Snyder on top of it, and it's like it becomes a fucking... Like, pitch black. Pitch black. <laughs> you can barely see anything you're like, wait, what? What's happening? What? Uh, it's just I terrible. I want the Batman. I want. I want the Batman who like is fighting crime while holding a baby. 
<laughs> like, I don't know if you guys have seen that comic. Um, yes. If you guys have seen that comic. Yes. I want that Batman. I want I the Batman who stops <laughs> robbers and, like, all of them just turn and look at him and he's like, you're holding the baby wrong. Well, what, <laughs> what's so funny is that we just went through, like, a decade of Nolan giving us, like, these really dark and serious yeah. Batman movies. And DC was like, you know what? Let's double down on it. Let's yeah. go even darker. I was about to say, it was like, we're going to double down on the dark. When all, I think all anybody really wants is Batman fighting crime with the baby we, yes and like we want, going into the grocery store and getting yes. formula i'm like dc things work in cycles we want zany batman back like we want adam west batman back like give us a break from dark brooding batman for a second you know yeah. um I, you know I, i'm just heartbroken by this trailer because i love all the like these characters and their origins i'm a huge fan of batman and wonder woman um uh I don't know. It's just it made me feel nothing like emotionally. Yes, like it made me feel dead inside. Like this is where, <laughs> oh my god, this is where Hollywood has come from. Like blockbusters are like this, oh. just like the same thing, same oh. action scenes. Yes, and it, it, it's funny. I saw a lot of think pieces, and they're like, "Give Justice League a chance." Like. Give it a chance. It might be good. I'm like, no, 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 no. Y'all told me to give fucking Batman versus yeah. Superman a chance. I, I've never like uh, I should not have listened to that advice. Like this is movie just... tickets are fifteen dollars. <laughs> yes. I ain't gotta give anything a chance. No, no. Uh, yeah, I am just completely depressed about this. Uh, I do want to ask about Aquaman. How'd you feel about Aquaman here? <laughs> he's the only thing I kind of like. Like he's he's funny. I guess. Aquaman <laughs> would probably um, the guy who plays Aquaman. I think is what's his name. Jason Jason Mo- Momoa? Momoa, yeah. yes. Who He's uh, my only he would be my only motivation to watch this movie. Pretty much, pretty much. And my he's from only Game motivation. of Thrones. Uh, and the, and that who's who's the um the machine half machine half man? Oh, Cyborg? Yeah, his introduction is like the same as like um the crocodile. He's half he's he's half <laughs> crocodile and then this is like he's half machine or something. Oh, I'm like it's, <laughs> Oh, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. I'm uh, I'm not excited about this at all. Um Yeah. Yeah. But it's it, going to make so much money. Maybe not. It, no, it's going to make so much money. I kind of want this to be such like a shit show for them that they are like, we're done. We're just, we're going to take a We're going to be start. Yeah. It completely <laughs> collapses their like tent pole model. Yeah. Well, okay. But actually, before we move on, can we talk about sad Affleck and sad Ben Affleck? Like Ben sure. Affleck has been like, rumor has it that he wants out of the Batman uh-huh. so hard. Like he just needs to get out. Uh, like and, he dropped off from directing his own Batman mm-hmm. sequel. Like he's just done. He's not happy. And I'm like, Ben, you're a, like, you know, you, I, I, you're a smart man. You've won an Oscar. You should have fucking known Zack Snyder was going to ruin this shit. Like, why the fuck did you even get in this in the first place? And number two, like... Because Fran, that franchise money. That yes, money that's why he did it. He was, like, that on such a high. Money. Ben Affleck was on such a high. He was, like, uh, hailed as one of, like, the next great directors. He was he won an Oscar yep. for Best Product... For Fargo. Uh, not Fargo. Argo. Argo, yeah. Uh, Argo. Um, and then he just, like, sunk it down with Batman. And he's been, like, super sad ever since. And even in the trailer, like, you can see that he's, like... He's, like... Not phoning it. it in. Yeah. yeah he's, he's not in it. Yeah, it he's in. not in it. Uh, His heart's not in it. No, yeah. not at all. Um, okay. And um, um, Marvel released their own trailer for yes. Spider- or not Marvel, but Sony because yes. it's half Sony, Marvel, yeah. Disney, uh, that conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. Um, released a new Spider-Man tr- Homecoming trailer. Yes, which Spidey, Spidey. I mean, which I think it, it's better. Obviously, that it looks better than Justice <laughs> yeah, League. Yes, so, like leagues better than Justice but League. It looks generic still, but still, like it ha- looks like it's fun and 
It yes. basically goes through the entire movie. Yes, do not watch the trailer. It spoils the whole goddamn <laughs> B movie. For B. Oh my god. Yes. Like first act, second act. Yes. Like just that entire It is a microcosm of that movie. Yeah. Like it just gives you everything. So if you like want to go in completely fresh, do not watch the trailer. Um I liked uh, you know, I like Tony Stark in it and his relationship. He's like become this mentor figure to Spider-Man and I kind of dig that cuz it's different from all the Spider-Man origin movies we've seen. Yeah. Um, and he even has this like deep lines like, you know, uh, it's not, what does he say? It's like, uh, if you're not something, something, <laughs> well, he says something about the suit. The like, suit, yeah. yeah you're like, not ready he, to wear the suit or something. Yeah. It, it's like vaguely deep and you're like, whoa, Marvel, dang. Uh, but no, it's just, it looks silly. Michael Keaton, I'm, you know, he plays Birdman again, pretty much in yeah. this movie. <laughs> There's uh, going to be so many memes when this oh, movie comes oh, out. Oh yeah. yeah. All the oh, memes. Oh my God. Uh, I will say this is the first Marvel movie I've been excited about in a while because of the diverse cast. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes. I would yes say and no. more yes. But. More yes, but also like at the same time, I'm like, but they're all the side characters and you could have had Donald Glover as Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in my head, I still But think he's that. in the movie. He's in the movie. But um, we haven't seen We haven't seen him in any of the trailers. I don't know. Maybe like, like a small bit in the teaser. Yeah, he probably has yeah. a cameo somewhere. It's probably like... It better, it better be like, hey, I'm Miles Morales. Who are you? And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they better oh be something God. like that. I would I die. I would die. I would, I would actually die. <laughs> die in my seat. I would be so happy. Yes. Uh, yeah, generic trailer, but check it out. And it's like a good counterpoint to uh, Justice the, League. Justice yeah. League, because it shows the difference between Marvel and DC right now. Marvel's like colorful, like, colorful and willing to accept the comic bookness and zaniness yeah. of it, where DC is trying to be so grim and realistic and yeah, it just and doesn't work and, and it doesn't work. Um, all right. Yeah. Another and trailer. One last trailer we can discuss about. Um, so A24 of Moonlight and all these other great movies mm. um, have a new movie coming out called A Ghost Story. A Ghost Story. Which is like, which they just pushed from promotion this weekend, released a poster and then a trailer after that. And it's basically a, a movie that stars Casey Affleck. Hot new actor. <laughs> Hot new actor. And Rooney Mara. Boo. <laughs> and um, it's a ghost story, mm. unlike any other, because Casey <laughs> Affleck, for most for the entire film, basically wears a white sheet over him with mm -hmm. two black eyes, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a ghost. Mm -hmm. It's a bizarre fucking It's trailer. very bizarre to watch. It's a bizarre fucking trailer. It's so bizarre. And apparently, like, everyone's saying this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, it premiered at Sundance with, like, huge praise, mm -hmm. and... The, I mean, honestly, anything yeah. that I I like most everything that A twenty four tends to yeah um, back or pick up. Mm -hmm. I just man, I Casey didn't Affleck watch thing. Manchester by the Sea because Casey <laughs> Affleck, and now and I can't watch this movie legally yeah. <laughs> because Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah, like so. Um, the director is David Lowry. He's a he's a Dallas filmmaker. He made shout um, out Texas. Yeah, so he's like a he was an Texas indie director, film. and his first big movie outside the indie scene was um, Disney's Pete's Dragon last year, and this is his follow up to that. And um, I was like conflicted when I saw the cast list. I was like, oh, Casey oh, Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah. I was like, oh, I really want to support you, David. I was like, Casey Affleck, but then I mean, yeah, I it's uh, the trailer like looks really like intriguing. Yes. I want to see it. I'm honestly agree. so fascinated by this movie, and I want to see it so bad. Yes. But, like, I'm not even going to lie. Casey Affleck. 
Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to see this movie. The trailer is so fucking bizarre. I highly recommend you watch it, even though... I want to see this movie so bad. Similar to the Spider-Man trailer, I feel it reveals a lot, but apparently it doesn't all the way because there's some sort of twist ending. I'm not sure. I've never seen the movie. Um, But... uh, I don't know. Everyone's saying it's really good. You have to watch it. That you can look beyond Casey Affleck. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just fascinated by it. Like, like it's supposed to be like a poetry uh, of life and living and. Oh yeah, I got like, uh, you know, Terrence Malick vibes out of yeah. it. I got. You I was about know, to say it's 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 very Malick. It's meditative. That's meditative. Uh, it's just bizarre because you literally have this. I also figure. just love the fact that like, I just like the fact that it's it's you know it's this. It's a serious, introspective movie, mm-hmm. yeah. but no matter what the shot is or no matter what is happening, you have this like little bit of <laughs> yes. a touch of comedy because there's a guy in a sheet. Yes, yeah. with holes in it. I was telling Stan, we were re-watching the trailer, and I was telling Stanley, like, it's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Like, the figure itself, you're like, it's so zany and out of yeah. place. But apparently, yeah. like, from what people have seen, like, it works, so... Like it works. You know, I, I, you know, I don't like, know. I'm, my I'm gut really, tells me it's I a really, good movie, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I just really like the fact that, like, in such an introspective movie, based there on could this cartoonish be, like, thing, yeah. they, they found a way to, like, make this kind of zany, weird, hilarious thing into an integral part of the story. Right, yeah. How do y'all feel from about what it? Seems? How do y'all feel about the aspect ratio? I thought that was a very interesting choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, made it feel like a home movie. Yeah, I think you know? it might have been shot in film. It looks like it's been shot. In- it looks yeah, like film. I think that's, it looks. Beautiful. I think that's probably what they were going for. Yeah, um, yeah. And it had to be Casey Affleck. They couldn't have chosen he, anyone else. So David like has worked with Casey Affleck like multiple for, times already. Uh, he loves Casey. He's yeah. a Casey fan. <laughs> and like, like, like he's in a pre-production on another okay. film that has Casey attached to yeah. the project. So. Uh, it just makes me sad. It's t- it's uh, tough because Casey's been in like really fucking amazing movies, yeah. like uh, uh, Gone. Uh, yeah, amazing Gone Girl, movies. Uh, I can't Baby, watch Gone you guys. Baby Gone. Gone yeah. Baby Gone. Amazing movies, and it's just like, oh, what a piece of shit. Uh, allegedly, but pretty much a piece of shit. But allegedly, uh, ugh, just. <laughs> but like, even the way he talks about it, I'm just like, yeah, yeah you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> although, like Hollywood's like. Not giving a fuck. Hollywood's like, we fucking love this guy. We straight up just gave him an Oscar. Except for Brie Larson. Well, like, it took... It took Hollywood what? Like... It took Hollywood less than a decade to be okay with Mel Gibson again. They were like, eh, I guess we'll let you back in the club. That's true. After, like, all of the confirmed horrible, horrible things he did. Hollywood is very forgiving. Very forgiving. Too forgiving. If you're a white man. If you're a white man. (laughs) Keyword. If you're a white man. If you're a white man. Um, Yeah, I'm interested. I will. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to lie to y'all like that. Mm -hmm. But I I don't want to. But I want to. I'm just torn. I'm so torn. I don't know. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. If we find a free way of seeing it, I would prefer (laughs) it. That's all I'll say. Which yeah, if there's, a, if there's screenings. a screening, it if could there's be a screening where I don't have to pay yeah. for it, then I'll go. Yes, yes. Yeah. If if we do a movie night and Stanley rents the DVD and I don't pay for it, and Olivia and I can tag along, we'll watch yeah. it. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't know. Um, all righty. Uh, that's, that's it. We did a yeah. sort, of, sort of a shorter episode this yeah. week than usual. Uh, we, we've run a tight ship this yeah. week. It, I don't know. Our format seems to be working. 
Um, once again, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, everywhere. Please, please share this episode with your friends and family. Uh, if you like it, let them know what you like about it. Just uh, leave us a review. Leave us a review. <laughs> let us know how we're doing. You can follow us on Twitter too at uh, uh, Minority Pod. Minority Pod. Uh, sorry, on, we have so many handles. And, and then stuff. on Facebook, Minority Report Podcast. Yes, and, and Instagram. And in our Instagram, of course, Minority Pod, and also our website, www.minoritypod.com. Uh, just let us know how we're doing. Uh, we're, you know, experimenting and changing things. Um, also, uh, before we go, we're announcing that Alifia is not going to be on the podcast for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks. So uh, farewell to Olivia for just one hot moment, but she'll be back. She's uh, traveling again. Yes, Olivia mm. just keeps on traveling. <laughs> um, I'm I'm cultured. I'm globetrotter. You're a globetrotter. And we love you for it. All right. <laughs> we, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.